One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the Ruler Magazine Tech Podcast. I am your host, Dan Cavallari, joining you all the way from Colorado. And it is a gorgeous day today, and I'm getting ready to ride my bicycle right after I record this podcast. And I'm looking at my bike right now in the stand, and it is filthy. <laughs> I, uh, I, I rode it uh, in the rain a few uh, days ago and did not clean it. And, you know, this is something we all go through as cyclists. We all have to clean our bikes. We all have to lube our chains. We all have to put sealant in our tires if you're running tubeless, of course. And, you know, that got me to thinking about all the products that, that I use to do those things. And I've got a lot of them. Uh, as somebody who tests gear, I, I happen to test a lot of lubes and cleaners and all of these things. And so it got me to thinking about how these materials that, that are in these cleaners and these materials, uh, how, how they affect the environment. I mean, I think we're in such a, a unique place right now in the cycling world where we're thinking more and more about eco-friendliness. Uh, and so that brought me to Effetto Mariposa. And I happen to have a lot of their uh, products right now, which are uh, th- this new series of products is, is uh, touted as eco-friendly. And so I wanted to talk about what exactly that means. So on the line today, I have, and I'm going to try this name again. I apologize in advance, Alberto. Uh, Alberto Juanini. Close enough. Close enough. Okay. <laughs> it's a tough one. There's a lot of vowels there. First of all, um, you know, when did you found uh, Effetto Mariposa? It's been quite a while at this point. Uh, I founded Effetto Mariposa in 2007. So it's been a long ride. Okay. And you're in uh, Lugano right now in Switzerland. Uh, is that where the company has always been? No. Before the company was in um, northern Italy. But uh, in 2014, I decided to to move family and business here to southern Switzerland. On your products here, uh, you know, there are terms like biodegradable. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about eco-friendliness. Let's talk a little bit about what those terms mean because they can be a little bit vague. Um, wh- what Can you briefly explain what it means to you at Effetto Mariposa to have a an eco-friendly product? Yeah, well, talking about uh, eco-friendly, green, plant-based is a little bit like walking on thin ice, as uh, you know, greenwashing practices have become very common. So many things are not what they seem. Uh, eco-friendly applied to a product means that uh, that specific product doesn't harm the planet. Uh, with that, we mean that the product is uh, quickly biodegradable and non-toxic. Uh, first example of a misleading claim, you know, saying that the product is 100% biodegradable doesn't mean much, because what matters is uh, how long it takes to degrade. If it's decades, 
who cares if it's 100% biodegradable? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that that also, you know, goes back to the notion that really anything will break down eventually, but, you know, in, in how long and, and how much damage will it do in the meantime? So that's an important point. You mentioned greenwashing. Can you explain just briefly what that is? Well, you know, greenwashing means that you pretend to be uh, sensitive to the destiny of the environment, uh, even though you're really not doing much to uh, to respect it with your products or with the with the, the approach to product de development. Um, plus, uh, being eco-friendly is is only one part of the story. I think that what most people are looking for, even without knowing, is uh, sustainability. And with sustainability, basically, it means uh, meeting the needs of the present, for example, buying a, a product that for a specific purpose, without compromising the ability of uh, future generations to meet their own needs. If it's a product, if the product is uh, eco-friendly, but is produced using a tremendous amount of energy, of it, uh, toxic chemicals are used in production, then it's not good. Now, I, I guess that, that brings me back to the idea of what it means to be eco-friendly, and, and that's a good uh, example of what you just said. I mean, it's not just a matter of being biodegradable, but it also means responsibly sourcing and, uh, and responsibly uh, manufacturing. Why, why is it so difficult to make eco-friendly products like lubes and sealants and cleaners? I mean, what, what is it is about the more caustic chemicals that have made them the go-to ingredients for decades? Originally, before uh, this new uh, attention to the environment was uh, becoming mainstream, uh, products were, were developed based on the effectiveness and on the minimum effort or cost. So cheap, mass-produced chemicals that were widely available for the industry represented the ideal go-to ingredients. Uh, and the more the, this uh, green wave uh, was growing, people became aware that anything we throw in the environment has a direct effect on our health and wildlife. So, uh, especially plastics that have proven to be long-term polluting agents uh, entering the alimentary chain were, um, well, they are, no, are now kind of uh, avoided uh, to as much as possible. And then there are, the, for example, the the forever chemicals, the PFAS, uh, which are uh, fluorine-based uh, chemicals uh, that are employed, for example, for lubricants, and they can stay and accumulate in our body for, for, for a very long time and create mutations and dysfunctions. Is there a manufacturing component to this that's more expensive to make environmentally friendly products, or is it just sort of shifting your, your manufacturing? To give you a short answer, it depends. For example, okay. <laughs> if you're lucky and you can just replace one single uh, toxic or, uh, or bad ingredient or chemical in your formula and replace it with something that is uh, available, which is uh, uh, quickly biodegradable, then you're good to go and it, it's not really a problem. But for example, if you're talking about tire sealants, that's not that easy because uh, uh, most... Uh, uh, sealants these days are latexes of some sort. So based, the formula is uh, based on a synthetic or natural latex that is kind of unstable and becomes solid when it's exposed to sudden evaporation when it 
uh, exit the tire, but we have to remember that it's plastic we are throwing in the environment. So uh, even if, if someone claims that uh, they are not using synthetic latex, they are using natural latex, and because of that they are uh, eco-friendly, well, <laughs> you simply shouldn't believe them. And that goes back to the greenwashing concept and, and sort of not really having a solid understanding of what is eco-friendly in general. Exactly, because if uh, latex takes uh, uh, many, many years to degrade in the environment and uh, it gets uh, in, uh, animals can, can eat it, uh, it there's a, even a bigger topic for, for tires, because even tire wear it out, it's uh, rubber that goes in everywhere, so it's, we, are, we are facing a, a much bigger bigger problem and uh, we, 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 we as a Feto Mariposa we cannot say we are, we are perfect because we are still selling our cafe latex which is a latex sealant but without our other product the Vegetalex we, we have a different approach to the, to the thing. We're going to talk a little bit more specifically about those products in, in a moment but I want to talk first about you know I want to continue talking a little bit about the the manufacturing process because when it when you talk about any product uh, that hits the market, you have to talk about the entire life cycle of the product. And that starts before the product is even made, right? And then it, it ends uh, when that product essentially biodegrades. So that's a very long life. Tell me a little bit about uh, the the beginnings of, of the manufacturing process and what your facility looks like. I mean, because you have to account for things like where are you drawing your energy? Uh, what kind of uh, byproducts are you putting out into the atmosphere while you're manufacturing? Can you tell me a little bit about some of those considerations? Yes, well, all those considerations uh, happen to be under the umbrella of sustainability, which is a, a much broader concept than eco-friendliness because it includes the production, the life cycle, and even an ethic approach by the company selling the products. So if we look at the company-wide uh, sustainability, uh, we, we look at several aspects. In our case, we select suppliers who comply with the ecologic guidelines and proper waste disposal. Uh, we try to recycle as much as possible all the, all the packing material of the product we receive. Um, or, very simply, uh, we make it easy for our employees to cycle to work simply by having a uh, showers uh, available and flexible uh, working time uh, even saving resources like uh, water or paper is a uh, can seem unrelated but for example avoiding to print uh, a catalog or uh, again in our little experience we turned our catalog into uh, a poster on one side so that it serves at least two purposes one one of which is long term and what about uh energy uh i know it's not always easy for companies to control where they get their energy but you know things like solar are are taking over do you have any of those uh initiatives at feto mariposa yeah well with um for our we are not producing the company the products here uh but of course we we consume energy and we decided to uh, use a different uh, plan that's offered by the, the local uh, energy company, which uh, basically has a part of the energy is produced from a, a sustainable or uh, hydroelectric sources, which is quite common here in Switzerland. 
uh, although there's also nuclear, there's a little bit of everything, but you, you, can, you can select the, the source of the energy you are receiving. That's for our uh, local consumption and for our uh, the, the producers of chemicals, uh, several of them are already integrating their uh, energy needs with the solar panels on their facilities. So you're not you're not producing the products in house in Lugano then? No. Can you tell me where uh, where those products are made? Uh, mostly in uh, in Italy. Uh, so I would say that the vast majority of our suppliers is uh, located uh, 200 kilometers from uh, where we are. So even uh, the, the the logistic is uh, is quite simple and it's not too much energy uh, needy. We'll we'll talk a little bit about what happens next because once you get those products made, they have to go into something like a receptacle, um, and then you know the 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 consumer uses them, uh, and and that's where things can get a little tricky when it comes to the true biodegradable uh, abilities because it's mixing with other chemicals. And we'll talk about that uh, just in a moment. Uh, but first, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back uh, with Alberto from Effetto Mariposa. Why, hello there. Podcast interruption alert, but I will only take a few short moments to say that if you're enjoying this podcast, you will love the regular magazine. So if you're not a reader already, then you can subscribe at ruler.cc for as little as £6 per month. If you don't speak Northern Irish, that's six times 100 pennies. And for the price of a few coffees, you get regular columns from the wonderful Ned Bolting, myself, Orla Shinnewi, and some of the very finest independent cycling journalism there is, all wrapped up in a wondrously beautiful publication. Go to ruler.cc. I'll leave you to it. We are back with the Ruler Magazine Tech Podcast. I am your host, Dan Cavallari, and I am still speaking with Alberto de Juanini. Did I do better that time or worse? Yeah, yeah, much better. <laughs> okay, Big good. improvement over the all first right. time. <laughs> I'm trying hard over here. Um, and Alberto is the uh, the founder of Effetto Mariposa, uh, which makes a lineup of various products uh, for cleaning and maintaining your bicycle. And we're talking a little bit about the uh, eco-friendly uh, products that uh, Effetto Mariposa released not too, too long ago. Um, Alberto, I've got a lot of them on my desk right here. You've sent me some and I've been using them. Uh, I have, hang on, let me reach this one over here. So I've got four products here. Um, I've got two cleaners. One is Alpine Light, one is Alpine Extra. Uh, I've got the Flower Power Wax, and I've got the Vegetalex uh, Sealant. And, you know, one of the, first of all, the Alpine Light and the Alpine Extra smells amazing. <laughs> Whenever I use it, it fills my garage with a pine scent. It's really incredible. <laughs> yeah, that, that so, was uh, the purpose of, uh, you know, the name and the, the little uh, pine uh, uh, flavor is, uh, is a plus. Right. Yeah, it's a it's it's a very pleasant side effect of these uh, these products, um, you know. And when we we when you and I talked initially, when you sent me these products, um, you were very uh, clear about something, which is that when when you use these biodegradable products, um, that that term biodegradable can change a little bit because your product is yes, it's biodegradable. But you, if you're say for example cleaning a chain that has something on it that is not biodegradable. Then, then basically, those those things mixing create something that may not be biodegradable. So it's it's um, it, it's sort of like one step in a process, and it's the step you can control, 
as a company, but there are other things, right? So it's, it's, we have to be careful. So if you're using these products at home, you can't just assume that whatever drips off your bike is biodegradable because we don't know what was on your bike to begin with. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, and so as a consumer, it's important to understand that this is one step of the process and it's actually on you as the consumer to check what else is going on your bike and, and ensure that that is biodegradable. So it's a little tricky, but let's, let's talk a little specifically about the uh, ingredients you use in some of your products and what makes these ingredients appropriate for their jobs. Um, and, and I'll start with, this is, this is one of my favorite, the flower power wax, which is a wax uh, chain lube, sunflower wax. How in the world did you find this as an ingredient? By trial and error, basically. Um, as we, we didn't have a specific background with uh, lubricants, so we are more known for our torque wrenches and tire sealants. When we started working on a, on a lubricant, we just had a super street approach uh, right from the start. So I wanted the product to be uh, so benign, it's uh, technically edible avoiding any kind of toxic or even questionable friction modifiers, etc. Uh, well, it's easy if you, if you, if you start from scratch, um, which with, with, the, with the flower power, we decided to avoid uh, graphene, uh, any kind of Teflon, PFAS, uh, even sulfides. All the friction modifiers that are commonly used for for uh, lubricants. Uh, what what was very surprising is that, uh, and it's not released yet, but we have, are having flower power tested by uh, Zero Friction Cycling in Australia by Adam Kering, and it's proven to be the best drip lubricant they ever tested. Uh, bested only by two hot melt waxes, which is quite good. Yeah, that's, I mean, those, the, the, the hot melting wax, I mean, you can see these train, chain treatments, uh, they're expensive, they're tedious. Um, so I would say most cyclists use drip on chain lubes like this. So if you're testing very fast, that's, that's excellent. Does it, um, does it last as long as other wax lubricants? It's, it's very, very durable. That's one of the properties we, we discovered uh, associated with the, uh, um, sunflower seed wax. Uh, we tested several natural waxes like the carnauba, the bee wax, and sunflower was the one with the highest um, resistance to water and also with the best mechanical properties. Uh, of course, flower power is, is a mix of, of natural waxes. There are also some, some other in, in the mix. We, are, we won't disclose because it's a <laughs> or a little cigarette, but no, it's um, we, we we basically did all the development, the old old school, so plenty of uh, field testing uh, and having just having it just validated by laboratory test in the end. What about uh, dirt repelling? I mean, I know a lot of a lot of chain lubes have a, a tendency to pick up dirt and keep it there, which can wear out your drivetrain. Uh, have you considered any of that in the development? Yes, well, well that's one of the. Uh, let's say one of the common features of most uh, wax uh, emulsions so that they they not really uh, attracting dirt uh, and the, the chain stays much cleaner unless for example you have the good idea of adding graphene so that your chain turns black uh, 
well, uh, no, the, the, the flower power is, uh, keeps the chain very clean for a very long time. We're going to talk a little bit more about this in just a minute, but I also want to get to the other products I have here. And there's two, two that are kind of similar. There's the Alpine Light and the Alpine Extra. And this is the one that I said has the wonderful pine scent that has been filling up my garage. Um, it's made, uh, now let's start with Alpine Extra because this is sort of the high concentration. This is the stuff I put in my parts washer. Um, and it's made with pine oil. Well, th there's a, a nice story uh, with, um, with the uh, Alpine uh, Extra because when we first started developing it, uh, the, the idea was to use uh, D-Limonene, which is an extract from uh, citrus peel, you know, natural origin. Uh, the, the thing is, we, it turned out that uh, uh, very concentrated D-Limonene is a flammable irritant and create a health and environmental hazard. So basically, all the four uh, danger pictograms are there, which means if so you say that it's a plant, uh, plant origin ingredient, natural origin, doesn't really mean much. Uh, a product can be toxic or, or very dangerous even if you add plant ingredients. That's why, the, the, um, for example, for, for flower power, we were focusing on uh, keeping it as, as close to edible uh, as possible because it, having it uh, functional and not toxic is, uh, is a very difficult challenge. Now, one of the things that, um, the, <laughs> that terrifies me about Alpine Extra, <laughs> and, and I think will terrify anybody who has spent time with disc brakes, is that you say it can uh, be used as a disc brake degreaser. Uh, that's a bold claim because I think, you know, we've all been taught forever, don't put anything ever on your, your disc brake uh, rotors because it, it can totally destroy your, your braking power. What is it about Alpine Extra that makes it appropriate for this? You were, you were saying before that uh, uh, it doesn't look very easy to, to create the equivalent of a traditional product that's been used forever, just using uh, plant-based or in natural ingredients that really work. So with uh, Old Pine Extra, we are using a little trick. So the product is basically a two-step product. Uh, it has a, a degreasing effect, but it also contains tensioactives. So basically, very strong soaps of uh, vegetal origin. So if you use the product, it will uh, uh, dissolve uh, any kind of uh, grease, etc. And then if you wash it, if you rinse it with water, the soap plays its role, so it will leave the metal uh, clean without any trace of uh, oil or anything. So basically, if you use it with your disc brake rotors, you brush it with, uh, with the product and you rinse it with water and uh, they will be perfectly clean. Okay, so it's, it's, you know, we, what you normally would use for a disc brake rotor would be something like uh, rubbing alcohol, you know, and then that's something that doesn't leave a film. And I think that's the important key here, right? So Alpine Extra won't leave a film that will uh, degrade your braking power. Correct. Now, with, with this one, it also, um, you have to rinse with water after you're using. But the Alpine Light uh, is a different, a different deal. So tell me about, now they, have, they share a name, but they're, they're quite different products. Can you tell me a little bit about the difference here? Yeah, well, one is uh, uh, extra, so it's uh, more aggressive, let's say, uh, while the Alpine Light is a, is a cleaning product uh, that creates a layer of, uh, uh, which is uh, um, 
repelling dirt and, and water, but it doesn't need to be uh, um, rinsed with, with water. So you can put it on a cloth and uh, clean your bike with that if the bike is not too dirty and you won't have to, to use water or anything else. But in order to do that, you, we really have to be very... Uh, to, to limit the use of any kind of degreaser or, uh, let's say, kind of dirt-aggressive products. So it's a very mild cleaner. It says with pine scent, but it doesn't say with pine oil. Is, it, is this pine oil-based or no? So the Old Pine Extra contains pine oil. Pine oil is a quite effective uh, degreaser. If it's a highly concentrated, it's also used as a paint uh, thinner. Uh, so we just use the, the right amount so that the product is, uh, uh, is, is not dangerous uh, and quickly biodegradable. With uh, using the pine oil for uh, all pine light would have proven to be too, too aggressive and uh, we didn't want to, to risk anything. If you leave all pine light on the bicycle forever, it will not corrode or uh, attack any chrome or, or metal or surface finish. It's very, very benign. And finally, I want to talk about, and this one, this one's my favorite, the Vegetalix mm -hmm. uh, is biodegradable and plastic-free. And we talked a little bit about this earlier. Let's dive in a little bit more. Now, this uses some pretty interesting ingredients as a coagulant. Uh, tell me a little bit about the Vegetalix, uh, how, it was, how it was developed and what's inside it. Okay, so with, uh, with Vegetalix, we, we had a very solid benchmark because we, we are the, the makers of, uh, of Cafe Latex, so we know how... Uh, traditional latex sealants uh, function and uh, the, 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 what people are, are, have become used to, to expect from them. Uh, we wanted to stay away with, from, uh, from latex and any kind of uh, plastic. So we took a very different approach. Instead of having the puncture repaired by latex that becomes solid, we rely on mechanical clogging by a mix of uh, vegetal vegetal particles like uh, ground olive stones or recycled cellulose uh, using xanthan gum which is a densifier also used for mayonnaise to seal the hole for good so it's almost like a, like a kitchen experiment here yeah well it's like a, a, a very bad pesto yeah <laughs> i don't want to taste that um <laughs> tell me uh, have you done any testing uh how this compares to other sealants in terms of uh, effectiveness, quick, you know, how quick is it compared to other sealants, how reliable, things like mm -hmm. that? Uh, well, we, even, if, even without talking about uh, what the other guys do, we, we compare it to our own uh, cafe latex. So the repairing speed is, uh, is quite similar. Uh, the behavior is... Uh, is different. So uh, when you, you get a puncture with, uh, with and you have vegetalix inside, the results, uh, the pressure loss is uh, almost immediately stopped. But in some cases, the puncture can continue to ooze some uh, liquid, uh, sometimes for days, just because the gum doesn't solidify in seconds the way latex does. Uh, most users are uh, well are happy with the result anyway. Uh, I think it's just a matter of adjusting a little bit uh, expectations because the, the product really does what, what it has to. Uh, and in terms of durability, uh, as it doesn't contain the unstable liquid polymer, it can go on for 
six months or more. Does it dry up and uh, like like a like a latex sealant will and leave those little aliens in your tire? <laughs> Here I can I can I can quote a, a competitor. You were referring to the stanimals, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, yes. Yes. Uh, basically, uh, another big plus with the uh, vegetalex is it does, is that it doesn't become as uh, uh, as bad as latex when it dries out. So you can still clean it quite easily, even if it gets on your shoes or clothes. You can you can wash it even if it's uh, dry. Uh, it doesn't create those big uh, conglomerates. Uh, it tends to stay on the on the tire. Uh, like I said, it's very easy to remove. Uh, I, I, as a, if I'm talking about my bicycles, I I passed all my bicycle to to Vegetalex because it's uh, so much easy to deal with in a in the day to day routine and it lasts longer. One of uh, this last question, and I, I I I think this is one of my biggest problems with with uh, products in general in the bike world is that um, you know these are all housed in plastic. Um, plastic bottles and you know to be fair i have some other eco quote-unquote eco-friendly cleaning products and lubes and they they come in plastic but they wrap them in cardboard to make it look like you know they're being it's more of that greenwashing right tell me a little bit about packaging why is it why are there no better alternatives than plastic Um, and now this is made from recycled plastic i believe but it's still plastic Um, so how do you how do you reconcile that with with the whole narrative of being eco-friendly and sustainable yeah, well, that's uh, another big topic. Uh, packaging is, uh, uh, in, in, in our case, talking about packaging, we are following two different guidelines. Uh, avoid any unnecessary packaging and make packaging itself eco-friendly. Uh, unfortunately, for, for bottles and transportation, is, is, it's very difficult to beat plastic bottles in terms of weight and resistance. Uh, we comply with uh, the EU eco-label requirements, so we specify on each bottle the exact material of each element in order to facilitate uh, recycling. Uh, unfortunately, very recently, uh, because since, uh, since COVID, even getting a hold of normal uh, plastic bottles has become a challenge. The same happens with uh, wood, paper, cardboard. But we, we are looking into using uh, uh, recycled plastic bottles which have not been widely available to our producer until now but we will adopt it as soon as it uh, it becomes a, a viable option so really there's at this point for shipping uh, liquids and chemicals there's really not a viable alternative yet to plastics is, is that correct you could use glass but it's uh, you know you already have problems shipping uh, plastic bottles imagine uh, with a fragile fragile container what about like a light, like a thin aluminum? Is that just too cost prohibitive? You, you have the same problem with, uh, with aluminum and, and, and plastic. Uh, in, in terms of, uh, it's a, let's say, precious material that has to be recycled in a, in a proper way. I would say that to a certain extent, aluminum, metal or, or plastic are equivalent as long as uh, it's clearly indicated where they can be uh, recycled. Uh, all our bottles are, are PE, which is a, a, a thermoplastic polymer that can be easily recycled. So I, I think we are going in the right direction, even though there's still room to go. 
Alberto, thanks so much for, for walking me through all this. I have many, many more questions, but uh, those, those will have to wait for another episode. Uh, but, you know, in the meantime, I think it's worth seeking out the, the least harmful chemicals we can use on our bicycles and, and really make the effort to uh, improve our practices, uh, especially because we all tend to consider bicycling, uh, you know, a more eco-friendly alternative to other transportation options. So let's live that. Uh, and so Efeto Mariposa's products are worth looking into. Uh, and Alberto, can you just tell our listeners where they can find out more about Efeto Mariposa? Well, for example, on our website, uh, www.effettomariposa.com. Uh, and on each product, we have a, a QR code that relates directly to the product page with, with plenty of details, video, information. So, And are you, uh, is Effetto Mariposa on social media? <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we, we, we are on uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, YouTube. Great. So. And if you... If you have any questions, you can also ask me uh, at Slow Guy on the Fast Ride on Instagram and at Slow Guy Fast Ride on Twitter. And of course, you can always reach out directly to at Ruler Magazine on all social media. We're always happy to answer your questions, and I'm always happy to pester Alberto with any more of your questions. So feel free to reach out to me as well. Alberto, thanks so much for joining me today, uh, and thank you all for listening. Uh, this has been the Ruler Tech Podcast. We'll catch you on the next episode. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.